May you desire to fill our hearts with your love, that we would know how deep and how wide and how high and your f- how far stretches your love, to know that nothing in heaven and earth or all creation could stop us from being in your love. Whether we can feel it at the moment or not, we know by faith in your holy word that that is the truth for us. That your love is like a waterfall pouring over us all the time that never, ever, 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 ever stops. So we ask you to fill us more with your love till we're overflowing, till it's just coming out of us like rivers of living water to everyone around us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Becca knows them, and Becca's going to come and share what she did for the last few months. She was a part of Communitas for many years, a part of the leadership team. She was an administrator. She, we worked closely together, did a lot of things. She helped out a great deal. She's very gifted in multiple ways. So, welcome, Becca. Alex. She's an Alex. She's the oldest of nine kids. You know Chris Alex. You've seen him. He comes often to Communitas. That's her dad. And Costa, my brother. And Karis, my soon-to-be sister-in-law. <laughs> good evening, everyone. It's good to be back. It's been a while since I've been back here. I love this community. It's been so... Something that really launched me and formed who I who I am and kind of what I've been doing. So it's been exciting um about or sorry last last summer we converted the house that we lived in in Greece when we were there as missionaries as a family for 10 years um into a guest house and so we spent a lot of the summer last year kind of preparing and getting that started and so this year um we are going into our full season so starting next month and the vision behind our guest house is really to welcome people um, into an into a intentional community where they can really uh, experience the love of God, the life-changing power of a relationship with Jesus through community. So that looks like on a daily basis for the guests who come, meals together, uh, options for Bible study, worship evenings, uh, t- times where we can show them like the secret spots on our island. And so all those things that we would normally do in like a family Um, We want to welcome people, and so it's really a backpacker's haven on the island of Crete where we're located, and so we get a lot of young people from all over the world, and so yeah, it's it's exciting. Um, I just got back on Saturday, and I'm going back again on May 16th, so (laughs) yeah, so it's a, it's, 
it's wonderful. It's challenging. Um, it's tiring. Sometimes it's lonely, um, but it's worth it. Um, another really cool thing that we get to do is partner with a local ministry, which are very good friends of ours. It's the first Christian coffee house in our town, and they are really focused on helping people in need, which is often a lot of refugees. So they have wash machines and uh, showers, so they come and are able to wash their clothes, even Greeks, because during this crisis time, uh, people just don't have finances and some ladies just showed up the other day who couldn't pay their electricity and so they were there washing clothes Um, we have bible studies uh the coffee's free and so it's exciting to be able to partner with them and so yeah for sure and so so we have um we have some volunteers that are coming this year to help us this summer and we'll be partnering with the coffee house and so our volunteers will help take shifts there and they help us and so it's it's exciting um, to be able to really welcome people, but also to assist in what's going on with uh, refugees, because we do have a lot in our uh, on the island of Crete. A lot of them come through on the boats, and then they go to Western Europe. Uh, but even currently now in northern Greece, there's like tens of thousands that are camped on the borders because the borders are closed. So the pastor at the church in Hanya that we, w- the church that we go to, hit him and his daughter are up there now with like a bunch of different. Uh, other ministries that are feeding people so it's a yeah it's a it's a big issue it's a european issue it's becoming a world issue so yeah it's one of those things where it they need we need laborers and we need people to pray and it's really a mission field so that's kind of what i've been doing and i appreciate prayers and if you have other questions i can you can ask me after the harvest is plentiful and the laborers are Maybe some of you are going to be laborers out there, huh? Or wherever. It's wonderful to hear about people who are doing it there. And it's wonderful to do it out here, wherever you're at. So aim your aim your hand towards Becca here. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Our hearts are thankful for Becca. Our hearts are thankful for all who have gone now and that are blessing all those that are in need. Lord, we need people's hearts to be in need, hungry and thirsty after your word. So we see that happening. And Lord, as Christians are showing your love your light may many say yes to you and bless Becca now she goes back Lord fill her and equip her with everything she needs in Jesus name Feel right, you, you'll feel very safe in this, but when you are especially in here, 
So I'm just checking my time next to my planner's wife, so I look up at the clock and it's 6.23. Either I've run out of time or I've got a whole lot of hours. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to do here. So raise your hand if in the last year you've gotten in your car and you've gone like this and there was nothing. Raise your hand. How'd it feel? Not real good. And it's wonderful, but it's very hard. Life is harder than what I thought it was going to be. And it's easy to lose power. And I've got really good news for you. I had a, here it is. Uh, I have something for you that will empower you. <laughs> and it, it really does work. For those of you who are listening to this, I've got a battery charger here, and I've got the negative and the positive. And what would happen if I just stuck this on my heart Karen's worried that I'm going to electrocute myself here. I'm not going to do that, Karen. But in a moment, I'm going to show you what we've got and how that works to charge us up because it'll happen for all of us, right? We have times when we wake up and we don't even know why we're not encouraged. We're just kind of flat and we're lacking in energy. I've got really good news for you. We're going to look at a few verses in 1 Corinthians 14, but we need to get a running start. And so I'm just going to give you a quick intro. I did that a few weeks ago. I'm going to give you a quick intro. If you need Bibles, uh, there are some Bibles there. Karen, there are Bibles behind you. I want everybody to have a Bible. So Paul is writing to the Corinthians. We're going to look at 1 Corinthians 14, just a few verses. But I'm going to give you a running start. Paul says, you don't lack in any gift. But then he goes on to tell how messed up they are. There are all kinds of problems. There are problems of unity. There are problems of sexual immorality. There are problems of disunity. They're suing one another. It's crazy. They are not mature Christians. They can't get along. And then Paul begins to answer his, their questions. They have questions about spiritual gifts. And in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, he talks about, how the spiritual gifts operate. Then, have you ever heard of 1 Corinthians 13? What's that about? Love. Do you know what it's about? Do you know what the context is? Spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 13 is about spiritual gifts. 
you read it in its context and see that it's about spiritual gifts and the need for the motivation of love if gifts are to operate effectively. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, there's a gift of tongues, but I have not love, what, what, what does it amount to? It's, it's a zero. It's a nothing. Sorry. Did I, did I shower somebody? And then in chapter 14, he says, follow the way of love. There it is, the fruit, and earnestly desire the gifts. So my son Andrew is a pilot. I guarantee you every single time he has flown, every single time, without exception, there have been two wins. Every time. Right? What are the two wings that we need in the spirit to fly, to get off the ground, to have energy? We need the fruit of the spirit. We need love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, faithfulness. I got it out of control. But we need all those things. But if we have the fruit and not the gifts, we're going to have the motivation. We want to help people. We just can't get those demons out. Or we just can't heal them. We've got the motivation, but not the manifestation. What if we've got the manifestation? What if we got the gifts? But we don't have love. We're going we're to crash up. Like the Corinthians, they had the gifts. They had every gift. 1 Corinthians 1, 7 said they had all the gifts. But they didn't have the motivation, the proper motivation. And they messed up with people. They quarreled. They took each other to court. They sued each other. It was terrible. Their love feasts were like orgies. They were terrible. So we need the motivation of love. So he says, follow the way of love. Read it with me. And eagerly, that word is zelao, from which we get the word zealous. Be zealous for the spiritual gifts especially that you may prophesy. For everyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Look at verse 4. Look at it. He who speaks in a tongue, what does it say? What does it mean to edify? Did you hear that? Everyone who speaks in a tongue builds himself up. <laughs> Be quiet, will you? And I'm going to invite you too if you want to. If you want to. I'm just going to speak in tongues now for a moment. Go ahead. You can sing going. You were being you were being built up. Do you know how I know? That's why. Did you feel different? Maybe not. And that's why some people, they say, 
Is that all there is? I mean, is that all there is? They think I'm supposed to feel different. In fact, I'm being empowered. Because the Bible says, he that speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Raise your hand if you can think of one person right now that needs edification in the tongue. Raise your hand if that person is you. Now, is anybody having too much built, uh, too much encouragement that you, you're just, you just need, come on, easy does it, guys. I don't <laughs> want to speak in tongues. I'll go over the top, and this is too much. <laughs> you can't ever get there. But we all need it. You know why I speak in tongues for an hour in the morning? Because I'm very holy. <laughs> it's the opposite reason is because I need holiness. I need encouragement. You know that when, when Nate and I, we met together with a group of pastors, they agreed that being a pastor is one of the most difficult jobs there is. I'll tell you why sometime. But it's very hard. It can be very discouraging. I know more than half the pastors I know are discouraged. It's very difficult. What do they need? They need to be built up. What's one way? Now, I can think of several ways that we can be built up. But I know one way that the Bible tells us. So here's what, look at my list. Do it. Do it. Speak in tongues. Now, if you don't yet speak in tongues, we'll pray for you tonight if you want to. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to tell you how you can receive the gift. But I would encourage you to heed the scripture. Timothy was told... Fan into flame. You know what you know what he's talking about when he's saying that? Have you ever done that? Started a fire? What do you do? What do you, what are you doing? You're giving it oxygen, so it'll fire it up. Fan into flame the gift that was given to you from the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. I think the gift was tongues. Now, some think it was the gift of teaching. I think he needed to fan into flame the gift of tongues to encourage him because there was a fear in him. There was a passivity in him, a hesitation in him, and he needed some encouragement, and that encouragement comes from, among other things, the gift of speaking in tongues. Flipping back into Acts chapter 2, I'm going to read it because it also speaks about the gift of tongues. Here they are. Jesus has died. He has risen. He has ascended. And it's been 10 days now. They were told to pray until the Spirit came. They'd been there 10 days. I wonder if anyone was saying, don't you think we waited long enough? This is a long prayer meeting. This is a 10-day prayer meeting. Do you think he really meant it? Do you think we heard right? They're continuing on, and they're praying. The 10th day, Penta, 50. 40 days, and he ascended. Penta, 10 more days. It's the 10th day. It's the day of Pentecost. Then they saw what seems to be tongues of fire. Boy, that's revival. Whew. That separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them, listen to this, were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. That's a miracle. Were they speaking known languages? Remember they went out in the streets? 
They were speaking in tongues. It was a known language. That's a miracle. I could have used that at UCLA. That's a miracle to speak a language that you've never learned. What's going on? Now, there's only one gift that was not used in the Old Testament of all the gifts of the Spirit. There's a whole list of them in 1 Corinthians 12. And there's only one gift that was not found in the Old Testament. What is that gift? No, no love was there. What? Tongues. tongues. The gift of tongues. Here's, I'll tell you why I think that is. doesn't say, but I think I know. The new covenant is different from the old. The old, the old says, sorry about that. The old says, do and you will live. The new covenant says, done. It's done. It's already done. It's already finished. Your job is to receive what God has done. Faithful is he who has called you and no, the last part. He will do it. I'm not doing any part. He will do it. So, what is our job? It's not to make it happen. Is to receive of God's goodness. We receive His holiness. We don't make ourselves holy. We receive the fruit of the Spirit. It's worked in us. I can't produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. I can't produce it. Who does the Holy Spirit? It's the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of Paul. It's the fruit of the Spirit. So I receive it. This is a new covenant. How do I believe that? That's incredible. He gives me a gift that's impossible to do. I know three friends who have spoken a known language, and people verify that. I was in Norway. Karen knows this. I was in Norway, and after I spoke, I was, I was just speaking in tongues up in front, and I was speaking, as I was thinking about it, I was thinking about being courageous, because that's what I just spoke about. And a guy came to the mic, he was either from, uh, he was a Czech or from Serbia. And he said, just so you know, Paul was speaking in my language. How did I do that? How did I do that? And he said, that's a miracle. How did that happen? I did nothing. I don't get any credit for it. I didn't even know I was doing it. It's a gift, a miracle from heaven. That's what the gift of tongues is. It's a miracle. I'm speaking a language I don't know. It may be a language of men, or it may be a language of heaven. That's why it starts in 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of, or angels have them. Angels talk. They communicate with one another, and they have a language. It's an angelic language. We might learn it when we get to heaven. We might say it now. I think my friend Gary speaks an Asian language. It sounds like Chinese. It's got all the... <laughs> And how does he do that? It would take him five years to learn it. He got it in an instant. That's a miracle. That's a New Testament, New Covenant gift of tongues. It's incredible. That should give us faith as we speak in tongues that God is doing something. So my encouragement in Acts 2, they spoke in tongues. In Acts 10, when they laid hands on him, they spoke in tongues. In Acts 19, they laid their hands on him, they spoke in tongues. What's God saying? You receive the Spirit, you can also receive this gift, this phenomenal gift, and you can be built up in the Spirit. Why? So that it's not about you and me. When you get discouraged, it's about you, isn't it? 
When you flatten out, you're thinking about yourself. I don't want to flatten out because when I do, I miss the opportunities that God's given me to care for other people. I'm not dead to myself. I'm very much alive to myself. But when I'm built up, then it's easier for me to think about other people. So I want to speak in tongues so that I die to myself and live for others. Now, in verse 5, turn back to 1 Corinthians 14, and I want you to look at verse 5 of chapter 14. Someone read the first part of that real loud. Okay. Did you hear what he just said? Now, Paul is writing. Paul is an apostle. Paul is probably the greatest of all apostles. Would you agree? That was a question. Would you agree with me? Okay. And Paul is saying, I wish, I want, I would that you would all speak in tongues. You know why I think that's in the Bible? Because I've prayed with many people who, even before I'm praying with them, they've already self-excluded. They've already said, and some of you have probably said this, it's probably not for me. I probably won't get it. Has anyone ever said that? Probably not for me. Easy to say, especially if nothing happens, at least you don't think anything happens, you don't feel any difference. And so you say, huh, I'm probably not supposed to have it. I think God allowed this to be in there. Paul would not ever say, I want you all to speak in tongues, but of course you all can. It doesn't make sense, does it? He wouldn't say, I want you to, but too bad. It's for some choice people and not for others. I think it was there because he was saying, everybody gets it. Just like he says, you can all prophesy. Everybody can prophesy. And let me tell you, everybody can speak in tongues. I prayed with lots of people who said, well, I prayed 30 years ago and I didn't receive it. I said, yes, you did. And I'm sorry you didn't uh, didn't." didn't know how to act on it. I'll teach you tonight. You'll speak in tongues. You'll leave speaking in tongues. So same for you. If, you. if you prayed and didn't receive it, you really did get it. So I love that passage. Somebody read verse 18 of 1 Corinthians 14. Go ahead real loud. Whoa. What is this? Some competition? Vying for the, what, for the one? Actually, I hope to be able to say to Paul when I get to heaven, Paul, I've spoken in tongues more than you do. I've got, I've got age in my advantage. You know, he died earlier. I'll live longer. So I, I speak in tongues a lot, and I think about this a lot. Now, why, do I, why does Paul say that? Is he competitive? Okay, and why would he say this? Well, to encourage. Do you think that he experienced some things when he, speak, when he spoke in tongues that he wanted others to experience? Do you think he, he experienced revelation and counsel and encouragement and direction and healing? And he said, I'm just so glad I speak in tongues. If I said to my kids, I'm glad I exercise more than all of you. And I know I do more than some of you. I'm glad I exercise more than you. Now, why am I saying that? I want him to do it, too, or her to do it. I'm encouraging them. I'm, 
This is not a competition. I'm saying this is so wonderful. Now I'm going to say this. And it's probably true. I'm glad I speak in tongues more than you do. Now my hope is that you'll speak in tongues more than I do. My hope is that you'll, you'll speak so much in tongues that you will be dead to yourself and you will minister to others in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's one other thing that I want to want to share with you, and then we're going to have a time of prayer together. I want you to say right now, just say with me, it's for me. Just say, it's for me. It's for me. It's for me. I want you to, to believe that. It's for me. There's a strength in corporate worship. We experienced that tonight. I'm blessed by the leadership. I'm blessed by Nate. I'm blessed by the team. I'm blessed by Tony. He came back and prayed for me. I said, Tony, your your prayer life is going like this. It's just it's, it's moving. He's it's, it's more aggressive. He's reached out to me and prayed for me. I'm very grateful to see how, how he's moving on. There's a blessing in corporate speaking in tongues. Now, there's a problem that people have and say, I thought you're not supposed to do that in corporate. If that were true, then there wouldn't be examples of, in the scripture of Jesus, of people praising God corporately. But you have it right in Acts 2. They're all in the streets and they're praising God and no one's shutting that down. It's not meant to be interpreted. They're simply praising God. They're praising God in Acts chapter 10. They're praising God in Acts chapter 19. No one's interpreting it. So if we're together and we decide to sing in the spirit together or speak in the spirit together, that's wonderful and it's anointed and God honors that. Then, if there's a time like this, and I say, I believe there's to be a tongues, that's a time when you don't have 100 people speaking in tongues because that's going to be interpreted. There's a time of silence. There's a time of waiting. Someone speaks in a tongue and it's interpreted. Then it becomes a prophetic word. A tongue is to God. But when it gets interpreted, it's to people. And so that needs to have an interpretation. Otherwise, no one understands what's in an interpretation. Do you understand what I'm just, I made a distinction between two kinds of, one is for worship and one is, is, is like a prophetic message. So I want us to do that more often. Nate and I have talked about this. This isn't for charismatic flair. I'm not going to pray with you to be filled with the Spirit so that we can, there's some kind of charismatic frenzy that we're going to get into. It's so that we can be built up in the Spirit and so corporately we're stronger. It is good. Wonderful, isn't it? It's not any uh, difficulty for us to switch from uh, English to uh, to the Spirit, and uh, it's wonderful. This is what the Word says. So we say, as Nate said earlier, that's what the Bible says. So we believe it. And I'm encouraged that Karen does this a lot. 
I, I uh, get up in the morning, and sometimes I start speaking in tongues before my feet hit the ground. And I, I speak in tongues the first, first hour. I try to. I fail a lot. But I, uh, I'm thankful that oftentimes in our prayer, she'll just start singing. She sings more than speaks. In fact, that's the way she entered in. We were singing at a retreat at Trinity, Beautiful Savior. And it was beautiful. We sang in harmony. And then out after that song, I can feel it now even as I say this. I can feel how I felt then. It was, it, it, you almost start to cry. We just moved in in a very quiet, beautiful, harmonious singing in her spirit. Karen had not sung in the spirit before. And, and she just started she said, I guess I could enter in. And she just started to sing. So she's a singer. So it was natural for her. So I'm going to go to the. Uh, I'm almost done. I want to just say, how then do you receive this? How do you receive this gift? The Bible that she's holding, is that a divine book or a human book? The answer is it's both. It's both. It's a divine book. Men were carried along as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Men spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So they're moved by the Spirit and they were able to write. But it's a human book because you can tell the difference between Luke and John. They write different. Acts is different than the Gospels. There, there's there's uh, uh, individuality. When the devil possesses you, he takes away your personality. When God fills you, you are who you really are. You are you, are you in, the, in the most perfect way. Jesus, is he, was he God? Is he, was he man? Is he still man? There's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. The person who sits at the right hand of the Father is a man. That gives him strength. He knows my struggles. He knows the hardships. And he, he's my way to his father and my father. The gifts of the spirit, are they divine or human? They're both. Do you know that they grow as we exercise them? As we practice them, they grow. They're human. They're divine. So when we pray for you now in a moment to receive your part, you have a part to play. You're not passive. You're not possessed. You enter in to the life of the Spirit. You say yes, and then you begin to speak or sing, whichever you want to do. We'll be singing. You can begin to speak. What do you say? It doesn't matter. You're not insulting the Lord. When little kids begin to speak and just trying to say phrases, they're getting applauded. We don't know what they're saying. But we're applauding them because they're going for it. You're a little child now in the things of the Spirit. And so we just go for it. We just start making sounds. 
And I've prayed with lots of people, hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands. And those people who try, almost always, probably 90% of the time, it happens right there, where they just go for it. Others are, go ahead. I can't, I can't speak. You just did. If you know the song, you just sing, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. So wherever you are, doesn't matter where you are, I want more tonight. I was blessed. I was blessed by the worship. I was blessed by the prayer time. I just looked around, and I was just watching you. And Tony came, and he prayed for me. I was blessed by that time. I'm blessed tonight. I'm blessed to be here. And I'm blessed now to, to pray. I want more. I want my friends here to be open and uh, more. Nate and I feel that we're on the very edge, that revival is so close to us here. I say that. I can feel it even. I say that. I feel it. I feel it in my hands right there. Revival is there. I can't wait till we go to Wapaka. I think we're going to storm that. We have about 14, a team that are coming and going from here. They're going to Wapaka. And I'm just thrilled with uh, what God is going to do there. So we sing, Spirit of the Living God, fall fresh. Just, just you're, we're asking God just to come to us. to speak or sing, whatever it is, whatever God gives you, you don't have to try, just do it. Don't think about it, don't, don't try to think of what you're going to say, you just go. Nate and Karen are going to come and just put their hands on you. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, 
Remember now, this isn't the time to keep your mouth shut. This is the time to open your mouth and either speak in a language, an unknown language, or sing it. Anybody can do it. Any little child can do it. If you receive the Holy Spirit, if you prayed before and it didn't happen, it'll happen tonight. Just let it happen. Once you start, it may be a trickle. But the more you do it, it turns into a river. Don't think about it. It says that your mind is fruitless. So you don't think about what you're doing. You open your mouth and let sounds out. You can do that. Any child, any three-year-old can do it. You just open your mouth. It doesn't matter what you say because the Spirit will take it. If your mouth is shut, you can't speak. There's no way you can speak when your mouth is shut. That's it. That's it. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're following instructions. Once you start doing it, let it turn into a rhythm. Some people, it's just very difficult in a group. So on the way home, you turn on the Snelling. Just say, when I turn on the Snelling, I'm just going to start doing it. That often happens for people. When I get down to County Road C, I'm going to start singing in tongues. People tell me, on the way home, I did it. Maybe your moment on the way home is tomorrow morning when you get up. So don't be discouraged. This gift is to You want personal prayer? I'm going to stay down as I can pray with people. They're encouraged that people are stepping in. And we'll be in the days that we'll be singing more together in the Spirit like we did tonight. I would love to. 
The blessing is an impartation. And you get it. You get peace. It's a wonderful thing. It's not just a way to get people out of the service. But it's a way to bless people with the character of God and the peace of God. So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor. That's worth a lot. And give you his peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So Karen and I will stick around for a while if you like prayer. If it's not coming,